Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I hope that you're all doing well and enjoying the final week of 2022. In today's episode, we are going to cover a topic that I'm sure most of you have heard me reference in the past, and that is this idea of a healing journey. And I thought that this would be a very fitting topic in particular for this period of time that we are currently in, where we are transitioning from the holiday season into the new year, which for Some people is often a time of reflection and a lot of mixed emotions, actually, because there is the potential stress of having to see people that you may not be on good terms with the fact that the holidays are perhaps associated with a lot of uncomfortable emotions for some. And a lot of you may actually find that this time of year can be particularly triggering emotionally, especially if you are putting your life in review, and in doing so, you end up comparing your life to the lives of others, which is never really a healthy comparison, but most of us do it anyways, which ends up leading to a lot of despair. Now, even though the holidays often represent a time where a lot of people are surrounded by family and friends, it actually can trigger deep feelings of loneliness because a lot of people actually continue to feel very misunderstood and misaligned with the reality of others. So since some of these emotions maybe are potentially fresh for some of you, and given the fact that by now we've covered so many different topics related to our individual journeys, I thought it might be a good idea to consider the process of healing as a whole and what it actually entails. And just as a side note, before we jump into today's topic, for those of you who don't really resonate with this idea of a brand new, fresh start in the middle of winter and are more tuned into your body's natural inclinations and your intuition, don't feel like you need to move forward with the hype of starting fresh when in fact your body is calling you to rest maybe a little bit more, to allow for integration and healing. Just listen to what your body actually needs. And I do actually cover this in depth in my episode titled Against the Grain. So if you guys are new to this channel, feel free to check that episode out as well. But just as a reminder for those of you who have been following me for a while, um, that I did mention that really any day can be uh, a brand new start and a fresh beginning. But if you want to take the lead of nature, we do have a a brand new opportunity with the spring equinox as well. So just listen to what your body needs and go from there. And with that being said, for today's episode, we will first approach healing from a physiological perspective, then relate this concept to emotional healing as well. And with that, cover some blocks that prevent us while we're on the healing journey and cover some steps to be mindful of if you decide to embark on your own personal healing journey as well. And I say decide because healing is a choice. The body will do as much as it can to maintain harmony and keep us alive, but there's a very palpable difference between living a mindful and connected life versus just existing and going through the motions. 
And the difference between the two is how deeply you are willing to heal yourself. So to begin, when we approach physical healing from a root cause, holistic and supportive perspective, there's actually a therapeutic order that we follow when it comes to disease within the body. So let's very briefly cover this therapeutic order because it ties in very beautifully into emotional healing as well. So the first step in the therapeutic order is establishing the conditions for health. So this involves identifying and removing the disturbing factors, along with establishing a more healthy regimen, which includes the basics of diet, stress management, exercise, and of course, rest. The second step is to stimulate the healing power of nature. And by nature, we're referring to the self-healing process. So this involves supporting the body to heal itself naturally. The third step is to address the weakened or damaged systems or organs. So this can include anything from supporting the immune system, decreasing toxic load, addressing inflammation and metabolic function, supporting regeneration, and harmonizing what we call the life force, which is also commonly referred to as vis, chi, or prana. The fourth step is to correct structural integrity. So this includes the musculoskeletal system. So the spine, muscles, joints, and any other functional disturbances within the body. The fifth step is to address pathology using specific natural substances, modalities, and interventions. The sixth step is to address pathology using specific pharmaceutical or synthetic substances. The seventh step is to suppress or surgically remove pathology. So this is the final step if nothing else works and it's only implemented when it's absolutely necessary to either relieve suffering or, or if there's a risk of harm to the patient. So this overall therapeutic order or approach to therapy is very much dependent on each individual patient's healthcare needs. So it allows for the practitioners to be able to, be able to formulate something that's individualized, safe, and effective. And to give all of you a specific example, I tend to see a lot of very chronic and complex cases in clinic. And the majority of them can often be rooted back to digestive health. So for example, when we determine an imbalance within the digestive tract, I always tell my patients that we will be addressing it in phases. So the first phase we remove whatever is causing the damage to the system involved. Then we reestablish optimal digestive function. And then we support other systems that may be involved, including the immune system, liver, pancreas, motility of the gut, brain function, adrenal health, and so on and so forth. And once we've gone through all of those various phases, we then establish foundational health through a healthy diet and lifestyle. And this is something that the patients end up maintaining lifelong. Now, here's the thing about healing. I'm sure most of you have heard the popular saying that healing isn't linear. And the reason for this is there are so many things that are con constantly going on, both within our internal and external environment that impact our health on a moment to moment basis, especially when it comes to digestive health, because mental health can impact the gut, diet can impact the gut, toxins, and so many other things can impact digestive health. So it's this very long journey of learning to balance digestive function as life naturally unfolds. And the same goes with 
any other weakened system in the body as well. And for those of you who have had physical injuries, you know that once you injure a body part, that area is now susceptible to repeated injury. So you are going to take more care to not damage that body part even further. And with all of that in mind, let's tie it into emotional healing. And we need to first begin by clarifying what we mean by emotional healing in the first place, or more specifically, the healing journey. Now, the reason why I refer to this concept as a journey, just like I do with self-discovery and growth, is because it's a lifelong commitment to the ascension of the soul. And to step back, we need to understand what it is that we are healing in the first place. So from a psycho-emotional and spiritual point of view, the healing journey is a process of alleviating the things that cause suffering or that keep us from expressing our highest potential because the two actually go hand in hand in that the biggest block to becoming the highest version of ourselves is what we hide from internally and suppress deeper and deeper within. So let's break it down even further. If we label healing as the alleviation of suffering, we need to get to the root of what is causing the suffering or the pain. And the biggest source of pain for every single one of us is the collection of our core wounds that we have accumulated during our the entire span of our lives, but in particular, beginning in our childhood. And so the rest of our lives, we spend either suppressing these wounds so deeply that we can't even identify them, or we wear masks to guard ourselves from being hurt, or we live reactive lives where we may feel triggered at anything that reignites that initial wound. And then we begin to change our personality. We change our lifestyles, the way we show up in life, our relationships with others, and our views on life altogether, and even our physical appearance as well. And now because this is such a big topic, I have actually decided to dedicate the next episode that we cover together to this whole concept of core wounds uh, so that we can kind of take more of a focused approach instead of rushing through it in today's episode. So for now, we know that they exist within all of us. And even if you feel like you had a relatively safe and comfortable upbringing, if you are triggered by the behavior of others, there is something beneath the surface that needs to be investigated a little bit further. So now that we know what we are healing, let's talk a little bit about some blocks that stand in the way of the healing process. The first block to healing is quite simply ignorance because most people are so comfortable with the way that things are that they end up living these surface level lives where they have learned to just exist with the wound. So it's on a very deeply subconscious level where they might not necessarily be aware of what it actually even is, but they know that there's something there. So every once in a while, they might have this occasional meltdown or hit a rock bottom. And instead of being curious about their big emotional outburst, they just brush it aside and keep moving forward until the next time that it happens. And most often in these cases, there is something that they are using to help numb the deep voice inside. So this often includes overworking, to stay distracted, binge watching television, using alcohol, drugs, sex, or vacations. And there's so many other examples that we can cover. But the issue is that the deeper you suppress the wound, the more areas it starts to impact in your life. So it may be 
It may start off with simple mental health triggers and then a deep sense of dissatisfaction with life, a feeling of a void, a constant longing for more. And then if left long enough, it will manifest as physical symptoms as well because your body is screaming louder and louder for help, but it's constantly being ignored. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, embarking on a healing journey is a choice. We all have our rock bottoms in life and they are often opportunities to rebuild and evolve, but most people choose not to. And instead they go back to the same routine and either just live robotic lives where they have feel very, a very serious lack of meaning and purpose, or they eventually end up experiencing a midlife crisis. Another very massive block that everyone faces, whether they're actively on the healing journey or have decided to avoid it altogether is actually fear. And this is where a lot of people get stuck and decide either not to move forward with the whole process or avoid it altogether. And it obviously includes multiple fears, but in particular, it's often the fear of change or the unknown. And by change, what I mean is that a lot of people really heavily identify with their pain. So letting that go would mean that you would have to reinvent yourself. And even though the situation is painful, it's familiar. And most people mistake something that is familiar for safety and comfort. And then the whole fear of unknown is a new way of living is what is frightening for a lot of people. So you'd rather stick to what you know instead of changing. And another thing that ties in very closely with this is the fear that you may not have the emotional resilience to overcome whatever it is that you may be digging up. Another block to healing is not adequately addressing the root. So this is where a lot of people actually get stuck in surface level healing and don't allow themselves to go deep enough to really address the root of it all. Because if we continue to unravel things layer by layer, we're unearthing negative patterns that are deeply ingrained patterns within all of us that for a majority of people are subconscious patterns. So you might not even know that they exist until within a safe environment, whether it's working with a professional, whatever really resonates with you, you allow those patterns to just naturally unfold and then take the healing process from there. Another reason why a lot of people decide not to embark on the healing journey or take it any further is because of fear of other people's judgments and opinions. So this is a deeply rooted fear of rejection and shame and being banished from the pack. So if you change, this can potentially translate into you no longer being an energetic match to those people that are around you or you currently surround yourself with. So again, it's forcing you into isolation, which is all a part of the journey, but a really big fear of a lot of, um, that a lot of people experience. So because of that, they might either avoid the healing process or feel blocked within this, um, within this aspect of it. So if we were to apply the therapeutic order to emotional healing, the first step is to establish the conditions for healing by removing the disturbing factors. So this includes toxic work environments, toxic people, toxic inner dialogue, family dynamics, or anything else that comes to mind when I say uh, disturbing factor, because we cannot expect ourselves to heal in the same environment that caused the illness in the first place. It's sort of similar to having 
a mold toxicity in your body, but refusing to leave the mold infested home. And I understand that some people are in a situation where they feel like they cannot escape their current circumstances, but we always have a choice in life. And sometimes choosing the healing path may mean giving up something that is either comfortable or familiar to us. And in the past, I've had a lot of people ask me about situations where the toxicity is coming from a position of power or authority. And this is where we need to get very clear and decide what direction we want our lives headed in. Because if you feel like you're temporarily quote unquote stuck in your current situation, then the shift needs to become focused on establishing healthy boundaries and working on your emotional resilience, because maybe that's what you need to begin to harness more of in your life. But just know that there is always a solution to your problems. You may just need some support in getting to that solution and then taking a leap of faith that may be more than you had anticipated at first, but very much worth it in the long run. And on this whole note, something very important to keep in mind is that we heal every time we make a courageous choice in life because that in turn helps us to significantly shift who we are on a deep level and takes us one step closer to this process of ascension of the soul and as a result transforms our reality. The next step of the healing process in terms of emotional healing is to stimulate your innate healing power. So this is connecting to your intuition, tuning into your body and asking yourself what you need. And you need to be very honest with yourself about your emotions and your feelings and what you truly want out of life. Following this, you can then begin to support yourself. So show up for yourself fully and completely. And as you do this, you can begin to notice if there were any gaps in the way that you were cared for and loved growing up and see where you can balance this by creating a safe and nurturing environment for yourself and how you can begin to cultivate more self-love is by creating an environment that nurtures your overall well-being by taking care of yourself and surrounding yourself by supportive people that reflect your level of self-love back to you. And a key part to this healing process is recognizing that you are so much more than just your wounds. And these events that take place in your life should not be the sole defining factor. Most people forget this point because painful experiences have such a deep, leave such a deep scar. And because they aren't addressed effectively, some people begin to see themselves and the world through the lens of these wounds or traumatic experiences, which just further deepens the scar instead of allowing it to heal. The next step in the healing process is another extremely important part of healing, and that is time. And most importantly, allowing time for the mind, body, and soul to integrate what was uncovered as you peel back one layer at a time. And due to our fast-paced lives and the modern world that we live in today, most people have lost touch with the word convalescence, which to convalesce means to rest in order to get better after illness. So this is the period where traditionally the patients were sent home from the hospital um, or clinics and told to rest in order to recover because neither physical, emotional, or spiritual healing happens overnight. 
And for those of you who have actively been working on yourselves, you will know that it takes so much time for the soul to heal and ascend to higher states of consciousness. And the issue is most people keep delaying the process, not recognizing the amount of time that is actually required, especially for unburdening the soul of emotional trauma. So there needs to be a sense of urgency for the healing journey to begin now instead of delaying it over and over again. Now, something that I've noticed about this whole idea of the healing journey is that there's a lot of misinformation available online. And as a result, something that I see happening often is that many people who think they are on a healing path are actually trapped in a vicious cycle of disempowerment that continues to perpetuate their state of suffering. So for the final portion of today's episode, I want to cover some points that I believe can help us to move past some of these false narratives that may be contributing to our inability to move forward in life. So the first is that healing doesn't mean you must always be suffering or in pain. We need to stop classifying major emotional breakdowns as healing. The healing process can look very different for each of us, and it often begins after the initial insult has been removed. So if you think about it, how this would look physically is if you have a cut on your hand that gets infected, only after the infection has been adequately cleaned out, can your hand begin to heal. If it heals over the infection, you risk more serious complications. So from an emotional perspective, once you have overcome the initial emotional trigger, your deepest wounds are actually truly healed in the presence of love and acceptance. And the process of that looks very different for each of us. For some, healing happens in solitude or in nature. For others, it takes shape during a meaningful conversation with another person. Healing can happen when we laugh or do something that we enjoy, like expressing ourselves creatively or having fun. And most importantly, healing happens in relationships where we feel physically and emotionally safe. So we need to stop glorifying this idea of constantly suffering and thinking that we are growing and healing when in fact we are trapped in victimization, blame, and self-loathing. Because if we are truly healing, the suffering should actually be less and less in degree until it becomes non-existent. It shouldn't be gaining more control over our lives. The second point is to stop giving away your power. I hear some people making statements such as, thank the people who hurt you because they reflected back to you a part of you that needed healing. Now I want to make something very clear. The only person you need to be thanking in these situations is yourself because you are the one who's doing the work when you could have very easily chosen to bury your feelings deep inside and ignore what was coming up for you. But you made the brave decision to face the fire and sit with your pain in order to understand it more. Because statements like this are the equivalent of you thanking someone who's punched you in the face by saying, thank you for showing me that that was painful when all along you knew that it would be. So take back your power and thank yourself for your progress. And if you really want to thank others, thank the ones who are always holding space for you as you move along this journey and chip away at all of the things that you need to work through. And on this whole note of taking back your power, some people are constantly searching for a breakthrough in life, but you need to understand that at some point in life, you need to become your own savior and create the guiding light 
that you're looking for from within and take responsibility for your own life as well. The third point continuing on this whole note of reclaiming your power, another very key component to this empowerment phase within the healing journey is self-forgiveness. If you want to heal, you need to stop continually punishing yourself for past mistakes or all the times that you didn't trust your instincts and stop blaming yourself or anyone else for that matter. Instead, try your best to accept the situation as a part of your life that contributed to exactly who you are today. The final point that I want to cover is that if you find that certain individuals are constantly creating chaos, confusion, and negativity in your life, it doesn't mean that you have to repetitively heal that area of your life. Instead, you need to accept that certain people are just simply toxic and that's it. Their behavior or actions have nothing to do with your level of healing or growth. A poison is still a poison. If you're surrounded by something poisonous, you cannot turn around and blame yourself for having a reaction to the poison in the first place. And the same thing goes with toxic people. If someone is actively creating hardship for you, the only healing you need to do is remove the toxicity from your life. Because if you have mastered the art of picking yourself up from harmful situations, there comes a point in life where you teach yourself that you no longer have to bounce back from the situations that are within your control. So stop putting yourself in difficult situations that you then have to constantly recover from and then blame yourself for having to deal with the same circumstances over and over. And when we talk about this whole idea of a healing journey, some of you may be wondering, well, how do I tell if I'm on the healing path in the first place? And one of the biggest signs is that you become a more conscious observer of your life. And you begin to respond to life instead of reacting to it. And as you heal, you learn to let go of resentment, judgment, and the things that create confusion and that feed into your fears and self-sabotaging behavior. So this involves letting go of the masks of the ego and beginning to allow more faith and clarity and inner peace to fill your life. So you may begin to set more healthy boundaries create space for self-love, feel less triggered by certain people or situations, and then feel more whole altogether and you will learn to dance with the ebbs and flows of life. And one of the biggest signs of healing is when you begin to give to others unconditionally. So you no longer approach life from a scarcity mindset of collecting, hoarding, and gathering. And instead you begin to share your gifts with the world. Because the healing journey itself is truly a gift in that it allows you the opportunity to really lean into your personal power, trust, and faith. And the whole process of healing really allows you to reach deep within yourself and find your truest essence behind all the sorrow and pain. So it allows you to tap into your inherent wisdom and begin to create a healing space within yourself so that you become your own medicine And every action you take is from a place of empowerment and wholeness. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I hope that every single one of you who tunes into today's episode walks away with one positive or enlightening piece of information that you can apply into your life and your own personal healing journey. 
As always, feel free to share this episode with your family and friends. If you guys are interested in working with me, feel free to check out my website or contact me through my website um, in terms of gaining a little bit more information about what it would look like to work together. So I wish you guys a beautiful rest of your week and I will connect with you in a future episode.